I think I found my new genre of book, like favorite book, and it is found family where with di- with different family. points of view hmm. where something goes wrong and then they mm-hmm. all end up like dispersing at the end and it's really sad yeah otherwise called we are not free by tracy g <laughs> oh my god it's our one year anniversary oh episode god, right. that's so crazy that was us high five it wasn't Nope, that was not good. There we go. Wasn't a very solid high five. I'm, like, lying down, so that probably doesn't help. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. What a year we've had. Yeah. Our first, like, we were talking about this. crazy. We went back and listened to, like, our first couple of episodes, and they're horrible. Like, they're so so bad. bad. Guys, I'm gonna make a real effort not to say, like, "Mm mm-hmm, or okay, or, like, like, what do, what did I even say? Like, anytime you talk, I'm like, Uh I say the same, Uh uh-huh. 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 Or like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, but I do it too because I'm just like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna make a real effort not to like. I'll actually be like, if you say something, like after you finish, like I'll make a genuine like, like no in my head to like respond to something, like so an not, actual like, statement. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. No, it's so funny though. That's the thing, and like the content wasn't amazing either. Like yeah. it was good. I like some of them. Like I like the tropes episode, like yeah. our second one. Oh my god, I'm literally doing it again. <laughs> It's no, it's good. That's how a podcast works. It's true, so true. <laughs> but it was just like, like we have come such a long way. I agree. Like, I have to stop saying like too. But, no, but I yeah, we've grown so much. Like in the beginning, like, like I just don't go on. Like I just don't scroll oh all the way God, down. I can't like do go it. to our page. I'm like, this is too embarrassing. Like, we oh now I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, but we would like have to have a computer screen in front of us that had like bullet points of like what we oh, want to say oh what we want God, to talk about yeah that? we would like oh plan God. it out we would do all that and now we just like hit record and start talking yeah. and it turns into a good episode it's called growth it is okay mm-hmm. so for our one year special anniversary episode yes we are going we have a very special surprise yes um a couple weeks ago we got to with a couple other people talk to tracy chi the author of a couple of books um most specifically the readers trilogy yes yeah um and we are not free which is the book that we got to interview yes yeah so we got to talk to her about sort of like the process that she went through um creating the book some of the stuff behind the book and ask her some questions so the way this episode is going to work is basically we'll be talking about the book just the two of us um and then we'll have some clips inserted from that so you can hear it directly from the author because she is an amazing woman oh yeah like like just talking to her i was yeah. like wow like she she seems extremely smart like yeah. you know you just yeah. talk to some people and you're like wow that yeah. is very intelligent that's like, that a is smart a very, person. yeah the amount of research she did for this book and mm-hmm. just like she's so well spoken yeah. like you can tell she thought through everything yeah. and really like made an effort to sound good yeah yeah and some authors like if they're talking to high schoolers they'll just kind of be like oh it's like whatever i'll yeah. just give them like a spiel she like she treated us like I we know. were you know it was really nice um so yeah 
get ready for some of those. Well, you can hear directly from the author and hear our thoughts on it. But definitely a five-star read. Oh, definitely yeah, go read it, read it. like yeah. now. Hi, thank you for having me here. My name is Tracy Chi. I am the author of several books for young adults, starting with the Reader Trilogy, a YA fantasy. Um, and then I took a hard left turn into historical fantasy and wrote We Are Not Free, which is a novel and stories set during the Japanese American incarcerations of World War II, um, loosely inspired by some of my own family stories from that time. And then more recently, I was like, you know what, we're going to hard right turn and go right back into fantasy. And so my latest is A Thousand Steps in Tonight. Oh, basic summary of the book. Do you want to give it or should I? Okay. <laughs> you're better. You're way better at so, than I am. So basically, the book surrounds a group of kids who all grow up together in Japantown mm -hmm. in Los San, Fran San Francisco, San Francisco yep. California in the early 1940s. Yep. Um, this is around the time that Roosevelt had signed in the Japanese intermittent camps um, during World War II after Pearl Harbor. So I think it was 41. Yes. Um, after Pearl Harbor, where Japanese people were being shipped off, shipped off to these camps um, because they were like, oh, you could be spies, you could be working with the people, which yeah. we don't even talk about the racism. And for, like, I just find it interesting that we got to World War Two in history class. And didn't talk we about it. We specifically talked about the Pearl Harbor and we didn't talk about yeah. this. And I think you asked Tracy about that too, right? Um, so when I was reading this book, it I mean, I didn't really know about these camps beforehand, so it kind of got me thinking about how much of our history is missed out in, like, our classes and high school and all these things. So my question was, um, when you were writing your book, did you, um, like, were you planning on always having this idea of touching upon this injustice, like, in order to raise awareness about it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that question. I, I had a similar experience when I was growing up, right? Um, there's so much history to cover and so much of it is kind of in these, these textbooks, right? When I was growing up, those textbooks were probably already like 20, 30 years old. Right. And so um, they were very old. Um, and so I didn't, I don't remember really studying the camps in, in a way that I would have wanted when I was growing up. And so I, I thought that probably other people share this experience and, you know, haven't heard of them or have heard of them, but, you know, only as you know a paragraph, maybe a page in their history textbook. And so they don't get um, like those details, right? Those really rich, interesting details that make it so real and so shocking. Um, and so when I set out to write, we are not free, I was like, okay, if I'm writing this for people, specifically young people who may not know anything about these camps, what do they need to know in order to kind of understand the, the scope of it, understand what it was, what it may have been like for people, especially young people growing up in those camps. And so I was like, okay, we need to know about kind of this, the aftermath of Pearl Harbor. We need to know about like this huge spike in anti-Japanese racism. And we need to know about the war hysteria that was all around, um, and so that's why I settled on like, okay, we're going to start there with this, this chapter from, from Minnow, who's experienced that in San Francisco before they're even kicked out. And then what else do we need to know? Okay, we need to know what happened next in the history, which was um, these notices, like these mass eviction notices saying, all right, if you are Japanese or Japanese American, you cannot live in these areas, you will be, you know, forced out of your homes and, and sent somewhere, we don't know where yet, maybe we haven't told you. Um, 
And I was like, okay, so we need to understand what that experience was like of knowing it was coming, but not knowing where you were going to go. And then, you know, we need to understand the temporary detention centers and, and, and seeing, oh, this is where we ended up. And it's awful. <laughs> these are inhumane conditions. And so I, I, I kind of picked out these moments in the history to help you know, myself understand as I was doing the research and writing this, but but also other people who who may not have the benefit of all of these hours of research and interviews. Yeah, I find that a lot of the times we tend to skip past learning about, you know, like brutal stuff that we just, oh, it's no, we can't learn about that. It's too much for our students. So I just I really appreciated that you dove deep into this like topic. These kids all get sent off to the same camp at first um, and it follows like the story of how they go from just like normal people who are at school who are trying to seem like good Japanese was sort of like the what you had to look like so that the police didn't take you, they didn't deport you um, and how they all go from being together in this one camp and then each of their families' lives, each of their lives and eventually all of them end up separated, some enlist in the army to help um, the United States, some get sent to another camp, some stay in the original one, and it's all of their stories over the course of three... How, how many years was it? Four, I think. 41 to 45, because World War Two ended in 45. 45, yeah. So, yeah, so like, years. four years, yeah. yeah. And they all grow up, and it's told from each of their points of view. And there's only one point of view that repeats, the start and the end of the book. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to see, um, and I mean... Tracy talked about why. Um, So the research for what we are not free kind of came from a lot of different places. And so I think I really started researching in earnest um, by interviewing my relatives. And so my mom and I actually took kind of like a road trip to see so many of these survivors from the camps um, and just like sit down with them over tea and ask them questions about their lives. And kind of the first thing that I was struck by during that process was how different their stories were. Right. I had set out doing this research thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to write kind of a, a traditional novel with one character that we follow <laughs> from beginning to end. Um, but as I was listening to these relatives, you know, their experiences were so different. So, you know, the experiences of my mom's parents who grew up in San Francisco, um, they were from working class families. You know, my great grandparents were a, a clerk, a shipping clerk and a gardener. They rented their apartments. So that experience of being like an inner city kid losing your apartment when you were sent to the temporary detention centers was was really markedly different from like my step grandmother's experience. Um, she was from a family of farmers in the in the California Central Valley. And they actually owned their farm. So losing this farm, right, that they they actually owned and having to sell it off at like a fifth of what it was worth, that was really different, right? And that, and still that was different from my step-grandfather's family. He was from LA, Los Angeles, and he was from a very, very poor family um, of itinerant farmers. And sometimes they didn't have enough to eat. And so that experience of going into these camps and having three square meals a day was was really different for for him as well. And I was like, oh no, how do I, how do I get all of these like really 
kind of rich, different experiences into a book about just one character. But yeah, basically it's just so that like, cause there are so many different types of stories mm -hmm. um, and not any family had the same experience. So it was super cool to read, super interesting and yeah. like really emotional and really, really well-written. Like it really makes you see the horrors of the camp camps that they were sent to while also like, like just the way it's written is so good and so yeah. interesting. Oh my god it's literally oh i love this book actually oh yeah the artwork so oh, she yeah. also included artwork from the smithsonian mixed media and i mm -hmm. found that so cool like that was one of the aspects that like automatically hit mm -hmm. me like because at first um before i actually got a real copy of the book i went on yeah. it online so yeah. i found the book okay. online and i was like going through the art and like she um tracy included like a lot of newspaper one, I like a book that has a little bit of texture, right? And especially for historical fiction, because these things actually happened. And there's, for me, something about kind of seeing the actual newspaper article, right? Or, or seeing the, the patch, you know, of the 442nd Regimental Combat Team, like it had been scanned, right? Which it was. <laughs> um, I mean, that adds so much of that that detail that we were talking about, that richness, that texture, feeling like, oh my gosh, I could maybe almost reach out and, and touch these things. Um, and that came from one, my love of texture and books. And then also that's an experience that I had doing this research. So kind of kind of being able to look at the newspapers from that time, the, the Topaz Times, which, which we have a couple excerpts of, of um, in the book, right? That was really I mean I couldn't I didn't actually have them in front of me but like seeing them online and like trying to like read through the lines of like okay I know these newspapers are written by the incarcerees but it was controlled the press was controlled by the white administration and so I was like okay I think there are some things in here that maybe they can't say so I gotta try and read around it and, and see like can I discern what people what the attitude of the camp actually was at the time or, for example, I had the really, really great fortune of having access to my grandfather's letters to my grandma after he was drafted into the army in 1945. So like near the end of the camps and he started writing letters to her and she kept what feels like all of them. There were dozens of these letters. And so I got to go through and like feel the paper and like see the little stamp from like this was written from like Camp Walters in Texas um like try and understand his horrible horrible handwriting and that right it, it really enriched the experience of 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 kind of digging into the history and it made it feel so real and so immediate and so the hope was by including these things some of them real some of them made up for the book that it would give readers that all like a similar feeling of like oh look I could almost like I could almost touch it no I I love that like when I was scrolling through I absolutely love that you included that I don't know it just makes me feel much more connected to the book and I have like a sense of idea of like what's really going on and oh my god i love this one this was my mm -hmm. favorite which i know obviously it's a typical like painting but it's so good at the end of the book they have a drawing that they reference at the start of the book <laughs> um and it's just like it's so well drawn like it's just it's so cute it makes you because at the end after you've gone through all of the emotions the yeah. story with all of these characters and then you yeah. see all of them from the beginning of the book and you just and Tracy told us how she decided and how she used that picture and how it like came to be. There was a, a picture really inspired 
by that, which was at the very, very end of the book, we had this illustrator, um, Julia Kuo, another Asian American artist. Um, she did Minnow's drawings for the book. And there are a couple of those. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and so <laughs> it was really important to me to kind of add that texture, right? Like Victoria was, was talking about. And then also to have kind of this moment at the very end right as the as kind of these characters are starting to filter back into their homes in San Francisco but San Francisco has changed and they have changed right they have lost some people um and so kind of harken back to that moment very early on in the book when they were all gathered on these steps and so part of that was from the book and part of it was from thank you Kathy um this photograph of my grandfather that I found in the Smithsonian um, on their website. And so the story behind that one is when I was in middle school, the Smithsonian did this like very big uh, exhibit on the Japanese American incarceration. And my mom, my grandfather, I think my aunt was there, my brother and I all flew out there to go see it. Now I don't actually remember anything about that exhibit because what I did was I argued very loudly with my mother and locked myself in the hotel bathroom so that's my memory of that trip but my mom tells the story of her and my grandpa walking through the Smithsonian and they come across this huge life-size photo blow up of a bunch of kids some of them teenagers sitting on these steps um, of this Victorian and in front of them on the sidewalk are all these huge piles of luggage and people kind of dressed up in their traveling clothes as they are waiting for the Greyhound buses to take them to the temporary detention center at Tanfran in spring of 1942. And my grandpa sees this photo and he goes, hey, that's me. <laughs> <And we're> like, <laughs> in this, this is kind of totally nonchalant way of his. Um, and my mom, as we were going through this experience of like going to visit our relatives to interview them, she kept telling this story of how like this was one of her kind of major connections to the history as well. And I was thinking about it and I was like, I bet I can find that photo on the internet. And so I spent one night um, when we were at my Auntie Mary's house, just kind of like searching, you know, like. San Francisco, 1940, like just Google searching all over the place. And I finally found it on the Smithsonian website. And I was able to contact them and get a, a copy of it for my mother. So I gave her a copy of that photo. And it's just, I have one too. It's, it's in my house and it's just like, it's my grandpa looking kind of like a layabout, right? He's like in this white t-shirt and these like rolled up jeans, just kind of like oof, back on the steps. Um, and it's just, it was just like, what a, what a joker, you know? Also the letters, like the postcards, yeah. I was like. Oh they, that's why the different forms of mixed media really add yeah. to it because it makes you really visualize what happened. Yeah. And when I tell you I was doubled over crying, like I'm not even exaggerating. I was in my room. I read a part where a certain character dies. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Don't want to say more, but someone dies. And I put down the book got up from my chair closed my door and just like doubled over sobbing so it's it's very emotional <laughs> i like i'm not the kind of re like person who ever 
cries over like books and movies but what happens to me is I'll, I'll, I'll get like goosebumps like all over my body mm-hmm. and so many goosebumps so when I was doing it let me just tell you like it was just the actual content of the book is so good and the way that it makes you see it and through the different perspectives mm-hmm. I really like that too yeah. right and like how they all came together at the end like that one perspective of yeah. everyone after 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 something, something happens. happens something very bad happens yeah. There was one really interesting point where at a certain point in the book, they have um, everyone at the camp sign a form yep. that says, are you loyal to the United States? Um, and are you willing to like denounce any spying that you have done in the past? And the wording, wait, let me find the wording of it. So it's asking, um, are you willing to serve in the armed forces of the United States? And so you can answer yes or no. And then, will you swear unqualified allegiance to the United States of America and faithfully defend the United States from any or all attack by foreign and domestic forces and forswear any form of allegiance or obedience to the Japanese emperor or any other foreign government power or organization? So, like, the way this is worded makes it seem as though you have to admit that you had something in the past, like a connection, even though you didn't. Even though, yeah. And that is something that makes a lot of people really upset. Yeah, they should. Yeah, and so the way that different... Like, some families just say yes because they want to stay safe and be as good as possible. And others say no, and the kids often don't have a choice. And so when it's told from the point of view of the kids, seeing how, you know, like, their parents' decisions impact them and then the way that they deal with that. Also, I love... I love how all the perspectives are from kids. Yeah. Because it's such a big difference, like age Mm -hmm. like i know we talk about it in like english or whatever too but like it actually does make an impact and they're only like i think the oldest is 8 17 when the book starts and then the youngest is like 13 yeah so it's like a four-year age gap which is like like i know and it's crazy because the oldest guy his name is mass he is like the parent figure to this entire group of kids yeah and he's like only like a year older than some of them he's the same age as some of them and he's like kind of their dad in a way. Like, different personalities. Yeah. yeah. And it's just so interesting to see how him being a kid and how that influenced everything. Yeah. I also really like the titles. Yeah. Each chapter. Yes. Each cha- For this one says, The Infinite Indecisions of a Dewey-Eyed Idiot. That's one of them. <laughs> um, and then there's... Where, where, where it is. The Indomitable... Be- Bet... The Indomitable <laughs> Betty Nakano. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you want to find some more? But yeah, like, it was just so well-written and so well-researched. And you can tell it was so well-researched. Just, oh. And then I feel like things like discovering these these racist political cartoons by Dr. Seuss, um, or or I mentioned also in that first chapter, this article in, in Life magazine, I think, where like, this is how you tell the difference between Japanese people and, and Chinese people. So finding these things was shocking, but also expected, right? Like we know that it was a terrible time. And so I think the the shocking thing is kind of in the details, like in learning the specifics of like, okay, now I've got something to kind of latch my mind, like latch my mind around where, oh, I really understand this now because it's just, it's it's there in black and white or, or it's there in these stories um, from people who lived them. Like, it's like, you know how bad it is, but you don't really understand it until you get into the details. Yes, exactly. 
I like. Uh, I would be genuinely interested to like see if people had any complaints about this book because I genuinely yeah. thought it was like, like research was very spot on. Like she, um, um, Tracy talked about how she was like used her family's own experiences. Mm-hmm. Like she interviewed a lot of her family members who, which is super cool. Yeah, and there's it's like, yeah. Go ahead, go no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go know. ahead. <laughs> And the media just makes it so much more real, and it mm-hmm. takes it from being historical fiction. To, like, this is literally... Exactly. Yeah. And it, like, I love historical fiction yeah. in general. That's a genre that I really Me love. Too. But this didn't feel like that. No, it like, didn't. it wasn't as, you know, it felt yeah. like a story more, yeah. and it felt like you could just get swept away in it, which I yeah. also really liked. Because some people cannot pull off historical fiction. Oh, there are some... No, not at all. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so it can be very Like bad. historical fiction is like that one kind of genre which like you either hit jackpot mm-hmm. or, or you don't. Or you get nothing. Or you don't. Yeah. So basically overall this was just like a five star read, super, super, super good book. And also the I amount of quotes it. I pulled out of this book, like they yeah. were so good. So beautifully so good. written. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I just like 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 I'm interested in going and reading some of her other books. Like mm-hmm. I know I I've been kind of like going out of my fantasy like stage which is like Took her other books <laughs> but like i don't know i would be interested i'm in definitely going to be reading yeah, her other books yeah. yeah um also one thing i really liked was that she managed to within each chapter give each character a substantial amount of development yeah like it was just like they all got their own like 25 pages and within those 25 pages they changed as people but it was realistic yeah like it didn't feel rushed or forced in any way sorry i'm like like looking at the quote in the back like Re- you can read okay. it all around me my friends are talking read it slowly oh. <laughs> read it with emotion <laughs> oh i remember <laughs> you read it i can't read it with you emotion read it. No, read i cannot it. read it with emotion read it no, no just read it slower like just so that people understand the words <clears throat> I cannot do this now. I won't look at you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All around me, my friends. No, I literally cannot do it. You read it. Do it. You read it. All around me, my friends are talking, joking, laughing. Outside is the camp, the barbed wire, the guard towers, the city, the country that hates us. We are not free, but we are not alone. Like, it's so. And the image, like, in the back that comes Mm -hmm. with it. So, yeah, um, overall, would recommend, like, immediately, like, if you are not reading this book right now, what are you doing? (laughs) Go read it right now. Um, And we hope you enjoyed the added part of having some of Tracy's voice involved as well. And it was amazing to be able to meet Tracy. Really cool. Yeah. Like, she's just, like, if you haven't read any of her other books, do that. Do, like, go find her on Instagram, whatever. This is a plug for you, Tracy. (laughs) We love, like, it's just so good. We loved interviewing you. And yes. And hopefully we get more opportunities in the future. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. All right. Thank you guys again for all your support this past year. It has been humongous. Thank you to everyone who takes, like, time out time of their out of day. Time the actually listen to Right? This. Yeah. Like, the fact that people actually care enough to, like, put on the podcast is still crazy to me. Whenever someone's like, oh, hey, Ira, like, we listen to it, I'm like... You listen to it? Like, stop it. Thanks. Um, so it really means a lot. And without, like, a consistent fan base, we probably would have dropped this, yeah. like, a while ago. Oh, a while ago. <laughs> so it really, it's like, that's what's keeping this going. So thank you guys so much for the past year. And we hope that 
enjoy your and continue to enjoy your summer but we hope we can keep entertaining you for a little while longer yeah okay bye wait as always socials down below <laughs> blah 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 contact us you know the drill okay bye for real <laughs>